It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Good evening and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and that 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, January the 15th, 2023. Happy Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and we are here live in Austin, Texas, ready for another great program for you. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us as usual to make the show run smoothly. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined by Shante Jovan Taylor, neuroscientist and founder of OptiMind Coach and Leader Training Institute. And Shante is here to help us start off the new year with a discussion about our brain and harnessing the power of our brains. And also we'll be joined later in the program once again by the twins in Bay of Bandetas, Mexico, Minerva and Ruben, to talk about another Mexico travel destination. And along the way, I'll continue with a few more tips for getting back on track in 2023 if you felt that you have lost your way towards your passion, as well as giving some caregiver tips for those caring for their loved ones in this new normal. And after the show, you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast, along with any information, any any, um, websites that we talk about on the program will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts five minutes after the show ends. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous shows and to read the information from those shows, go to my website, drmaracarpel.com. You can also hear all of the shows that we have done over the last nine years since we've been on Blog Talk Radio by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And all of those programs are on Apple Podcasts as well. If you want to know what's coming up on the program and also other upcoming events, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, your golden years. This show is produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by AMightyGoodTime.com. Wondering what to do after you're 50? How about having a mighty good time? It's free to search, free to post, and much more. Whether it's in person or virtual, anything can be found to fill your day connecting with others. And we sure have lost a lot of connection in the past few years. So be more active and start connecting with other people. Go to amightygoodtime.com 
That's amightygoodtime.com. Okay, we're going to take a brief break um, so we can play some of our other sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere. It's going to be very brief, and we'll be back right after the break with Shante Jovan Taylor to talk about the power of our brain. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed services or supplies you never received. There are three easy things you can do to prevent fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy. Protect your personal information. And look for any suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or call your local Medicare SHIP program at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden ears right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And now we are joined on the phone by Shante Joban Taylor neuroscientist and founder of OptiMind Coach and Leader Training Institute. And Shante is here to help us start off the year with a discussion of using the power of our brain. Welcome, Shante. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening, everyone. Thank thank you for joining us. I I think this is such an important topic. I've been following you on, on your social media looking at watching your videos, and I think it's so important for us to know how to use this powerful organ that lives between our ears. (laughs) And what a better time than to start off the year with that. So thank you for for being here. Um, Just so that our listeners know, and just a reminder to you, there's a slight delay, maybe a second and a half, when we talk like this, so people can understand if there's a little bit of a pause. Um, Maybe you can give us a little bit about your background, who you are. Yes, absolutely. And I do agree with you um, that now is the time of the brain. Um, I've been doing this work for about 20 years now, so I've always believed that the brain is the key to a lot of this human Um, evolution and experiences. And so, like you said, I'm Shantae Javon Taylor, founder of the OptiMind Institute, and my mission is to empower a billion minds on how to use the brain more intentionally, more powerfully, so that we can all collectively uh, evolve into the highest version of ourselves um, in this human experience and know how to better navigate this complex human experience. And I believe the brain is the last frontier of understanding of this physical human experience. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if we can, you know, navigate that spiritual higher consciousness realm 
um, that will be just a whole nother level of where we can go. So my background actually started in clinical, the clinical neurosciences. So I earned degrees uh, from UCLA uh, in neuroscience, and I did uh, my thesis work in master, with my master's uh, program in biology and neuro, neurobiology in uh, traumatic brain injuries. And then I went mm-hmm. on to grad school, and um, there I was studying to go into clinical neuropsychology. So I did a lot of uh, research around uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, and things of that nature, still brain injuries as well. And I thought that that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> but, you know, as we're, we're still growing up when we're in grad mm-hmm. school, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Still like there's so much uh, you need to uh, know and understand about the world. And what I started to understand about the world is that I did not want to focus on the clinical side of the brain, of neuroscience. I was spending about 12 hours a day telling people what was wrong with their brains, assessing what was wrong with their brains. And I, I knew that didn't light me up. The brain, the knowledge of the brain still did, but I wanted to empower people about their brains and minds. So when I took on my one of my last positions with the government studying what was the mind study, uh, we were doing research for the Afghanistan and Iraqi uh, veterans who had TBI, mm. uh, PTSD, mm-hmm. um, which is a very powerful um, uh, research opportunity, and we were doing good works. But the dynamics that I started to see and observe and feel was that the people within the organization, um, there was this hierarchy and people with um, certain, um, I guess, status, grief, would uh, show up in, in ways, lead in ways that would affect the productivity and the morale of other people. And so once I started to see it filter down into my team, <laughs> nobody messes with mm-hmm. my team. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, I started to raise awareness to the leadership, and I was like, this is not, um, this is not sustainable. You know, if we're going to be all in and focused and doing this work, people can't feel like it's an unsafe workplace, right? People need to have high morale. They need to have buy-in. They need to have respect. And so I was raised to be able to talk to anybody, no matter what level, right? And so right. Um, I decided to dedicate my the rest of my career towards uh, the neurosciences as it relates to um, um, helping people in their personal and professional development. So um, out of all that, um, I started coaching and training in organizations, and I eventually founded the Optimine Institute so that I can go in this direction. So that's what I've been doing mm-hmm. for the last 10 years. Okay. All right. So you, you've looked at it from all different sides. Um, and, Absolutely. you know, I – I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who don't know what what is neuroscience and how can we as ordinary people who haven't studied, you know, the science of it, how can we use information about our brain to actually help us in our lives? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think this should be talked at the 
very earliest stages, the earlier we can start learning about our brains, the better. And neuroscience is brain science, which is the study of the brain, um, that three-pound mass in our heads that is the control center of everything, as well as our nervous system, um, those miles and miles of uh, wiring that uh, communicate uh, from our body to our brain so that we can think and react and behave and respond to our, not just our external world, but our internal world. So uh, if we understood just how to engage more intentionally about how um, engage more intentionally about the use of our brain and what what is happening uh, when we are stuck in thoughts, when we are stuck in behaviors, when we want to communicate but um, sometimes feel hesitant or can't find the words. All of that has to do with um, understanding how your brain works. And so uh, I know a lot of the beginning. Oh, we're losing you over there. We lost you for a second. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, you did? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I oh, do. Okay. <laughs> I can hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Um, I know people over uh, at the beginning of the year uh, want to redirect and reset their health, um, their habits. And so all of that starts in the mind, even health, uh, deciding to lose weight or be more in a healthier state of weight, uh, deciding to be more financially fit, deciding to be more personable or um, to form relationships, all that has to start in the mind with, um, you know, activating certain thoughts, and those thoughts are associated with certain parts of the brain. So let's say if someone wanted to uh, start dating this year, but they have a fear of being rejected or hurt, there is going to be a part of the brain that's going to respond to that and try to keep you safe from being hurt, from being rejected, because the brain will process rejection as pain, like physical pain. There's a part of the brain Mm -hmm. that actually processes rejection as physical pain. And so Mm. it just, our brain just wants to keep us safe uh, when we are trying to uh, pursue things that we have been somehow um, harmed either emotionally or physically or something that we haven't been successful um, before. So it it pays to know a lot more about your brain because we can override those systems once we understand them. And then, you know, things like our um, processes, like our emotions, um, can actually be used as our superpower. That that stress, that anxiety sometimes, it can be purposeful and be used to allow us to thrive. But first we have to understand them, learn to manage them, and then reframe them so that we can use it for our successes. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about that, but first <laughs> I noticed that you're using brain and mind interchangeably. Um, is there a difference between our brain and our mind? Well, I would say for everyday people, no. But the deeper you get into understanding neuroscience as it relates to personal and professional development, uh, in the neurosciences, 
we have distinguished between the two entities. So the brain is the physical uh, portion of our human existence, and that, as I explained earlier, is the control center of how we live, essentially, how we move, how we think, how we respond. The mind, as neuroscientists um, try to define it, is the it's, it's an entity, it's a process that directs the information and energy to a physical brain. So they are, they are separate, but they're intertwined at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the mind so, is more of like an energy. Does it, does it include like our habits, our habits of thought? So it will it will guide. It's more like a process and a guide to where the energy will flow in the physical brain. So habits are physical uh, neural things in our brain, but as minding mind minding our thoughts can lead to that energy flow and activate those habits of thinking or behavior. Okay. Okay. So it gets kind of, it gets kind of, uh, you know, like an intangible kind of like, I guess you could say like um, electricity waves or light waves, you know, we can't really see those with our naked eye. Right. So the mind is doing something similar. It's not something that you can physically see happening, but it is having that influence on the physical brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because I, I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you can get into all kinds of spiritual, <laughs> esoteric discussion when you talk about the mind uh, versus the brain. Um so it's interesting to hear how a neuroscientist views it. <laughs> oh yes, neuroscience. Neuroscientists, we are very involved with every realm of this human experience. So we do study spirituality and philosophy and physics and psychology. All of that um, is intertwined mm-hmm. in this understanding of the brain. So. You're right about right. that. That's why I say right. um, uh, to people who don't really study neuroscience, the mind and brain are basically the same for now. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so what what would what suggestions would you make for people to understand their brain a little bit better? Like, you know, a lot of people get stuck in in uh, loops of anxious thoughts or you know, negative thoughts, depressive thoughts that they just don't know how to stop or even, you know, more significant loops of trauma, you know, um, and they don't, you know, most people just don't know what to do about it. They don't really understand it. And um, I just wonder what suggestions you would have for people to, to get a better understanding of why that's happening and how to deal with it. Certainly don't expect you to to give 
the, uh, you know, give therapy right here and tell everybody how to change that. But like how, what would be like a first step for people to take? Yeah, that's a complex yet simple question at the same time. So people really have to identify what they want, whether it is to find their purpose, whether it is to find um, the that special one, right? And then once mm-hmm. you identify what do I really want in this moment, right, then you can start to better direct yourself towards that because the brain, because the brain needs awareness first in order to change, okay? And so once you're aware, that I guess that would be step one, <laughs> become aware of what you want, not 50 okay. things that you want, Select one major priority that you want to harness your mental energy on. And once you become aware of that, start taking inventory of what does that look like for you. The brain needs some kind of tangible vision. Okay, our brains process about visual processing. And that that doesn't mean just, looking um, at something um, or having a visual stimuli, we can imagine when we imagine something, that also is processing through our visual cortices. So if you imagine what does that mate look like, what does that new weight or that healthier feeling look like, you're activating your brain as if you are getting to that um, to that state, okay? So when your brain can mm-hmm. imagine what it will look like, what it will feel like, we know in neuroscience that your brain will start forming neural pathways as if you are in that state. Now, it won't be the mm. full set of neural pathways because you actually have to take action and integrate your Um, other senses and your nervous system um, so that you can formulate all of those, um, the the strong neural pathways for that new, that new goal. So people can actually activate their brains in the direction um, they need it to go. Uh, We know that um, in neuroscience, uh, mostly they're a husband and wife um, duo of neuroscientists. They won the, um, they won the science uh, prize, Nobel Prize, for discovering the GPS systems in our brains. And hmm. what they were, yes, and what they were able to, t- to determine is that, as they were studying the rats' um, uh, brains at the time, and they were able to determine that the more sure that rodent was, uh, the, sh- the more, the higher the reward the more focused on the reward and the presence of the reward, the, the faster and more efficient those rodents will become and there will be a certain um, array of neurons that would fire towards that goal so that they can get there faster, effectively, and efficiently. So the more we have give our brains direction, the more we are honed in on those goals that matter mm. to us, 
the faster and more efficiently we will get to that place that we desire to be. So that would be mm. something that would say the first step. Okay. So visualizing the goal, would, would that fit in there, visualizing what you want to achieve and how you want and how you will feel when you get there? Absolutely. So I, I wanted to emphasize uh, the visual part, but not limit it to just uh, writing it down, even though writing it down is very uh, powerful as well because you're activating more of your nervous system and more of your uh, uh, brain anatomy. And the more you can recruit different parts of your brain, the more uh, things can start to take shape, new behaviors, new, new thoughts. Um, and things of that nature. So, and I also wanted to emphasize that you are activating uh, your visual system when you imagine. And if I ask your audience, imagine you're tasting a lemon. Mm -hmm. Their brains would actually activate as if it is, you know, tasting. uh, Right. And I guess the story, (laughs) um, uh, taste cortex. Uh, They would imagine it being sour. They may even kind of cringe. They can probably smell it, right? So the olfactory Mm -hmm. cortex will light up um, to a degree, and then their visual cortex will light up. So we can purposefully activate parts of our brain and how your powerful brain works and start doing this more intentionally. You'll start seeing yourself um, hit your goals more efficiently and effectively. Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm. Right. I know I know they use that in sports psychology, right? Where they have the athlete imagine the whole feeling of achieving their goal, hitting the sweet spot on a tennis racket or getting the basketball in the in the net and hearing it hearing the swish. <laughs> right? Yes. It sounds like that's all related. Yeah, so if it's good for sports people or athletes it's good for everyday people to hit their goals, right? Because the brain starts to practice and literally starts to move glucose and blood flow to ensure that it starts to create the, that, that communication between uh, neurons. And then those neurons start forming those physiological tracks for what you're, you're mentally practicing. We have mm-hmm. seen that in um, MRI scans. Wow. Yeah, that's very cool. And that's a really good reminder, even for, you know, those of us who've heard of, of this, that it's really, we get off track. It's really, and end up focusing on the negative and bring more negative by doing that. But practicing the goal is like, that sounds great. That's a great way to get back towards our goals. Absolutely. Um, and just one more thing around that, mm-hmm. um, activating your emotions. So, you know, imagining how you're going to feel in the moment you are mm-hmm. attaining that goal. And those emotions will actually uh, amplify um, the creation of those new neural pathways as well. So emotions, I said earlier, they could be used as our superpowers um, mm-hmm. because we are, um, they're so embedded in throughout our brain. They're so attached to every part of our, our memory and 
associated with so many memory um, uh, links to the brain. So we can really use them to our advantage to meet our goals. Okay. So, so tell us about OptiMind. What what is OptiMind? Your your uh, institute. Yeah, so the OptiMind Institute um, I founded in 2016, and I basically teach, uh, train coaches, leaders, um, and trainers um, how to infuse neuroscience into their their strategies, their coaching strategies, their training strategies, their leadership strategies, um, so that they can be more um, impactful in how they are influencing and guiding others. And so I talk to them just like I'm basically talking to you, only I, tell, I talk about the brain about 12 to 20 layers deeper with them um, so that they can understand how to infuse it into their work um, uh, on an everyday basis. So um, I don't like to complicate neuroscience. So when you ask me the question about what can people do, um, uh, some people may give a list. This is exactly what you need to do. But I like to meet people where they are. And I know everyone has some kind of goal. Everyone has some something they've been trying to get at for a long time. And sometimes it doesn't start with a doing. Sometimes it just starts with awareness and then activating your vision and your emotions and building up neural pathways before you start. And so your mm-hmm. brain doesn't like to – your brain is not going to change overnight. So I like people to understand how the brain operates, how you can uh, grow new neural pathways towards your goal and give, give yourself grace um, during that time because it does take time for the neural uh, pathways to form. It does take time for your brain to want to change. Your brain doesn't really like to use mental energy if it doesn't have to. Um, so if you, the more you start understanding the deeper why, uh, why it's important to have a goal, why it's important to, to, uh, to imagine or write it down, you're more likely to do those things. So what I do in the world is train people on a deeper level of understanding their brain because when we have the deeper why, we're more likely to carry out all of these human activities that we know are important, but we just stop doing because we just stop believing in them. And then I believe neuroscience is giving people more belief in the power mm. of being human again. Mm. That's wonderful. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there is so much, I think, that for people to understand. And I would love to have you come back at some time in the future to talk more about this because it's such a big and important, as you point out, a very important topic. Um, But meanwhile, um, if people are interested, I know you have a lot of different places where they can go to, to learn more about you, to learn more about OptiMind and also read your blogs and hear your talks that you've already done. Um, what are some of the best ways that they can do that, they can find out more? Yes, I'll keep it very simple. So okay. let's say two, two things. Number one, you can always just 
type in my name and go to my website, ShantaeTaylor.com. I'm, I'm the only one probably on the planet. Shantae Jovan Taylor to really stand out. And I'm sure that my name, the spelling of my name will be somewhere. Um, and then pick your medium. You know, pick your social media medium because I'm on there too. And follow me there. I'm very active on uh, TikTok. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, some Twitter. Uh, so whatever feels, whatever social media resonates with you, uh, connect with me there. Okay. And it would be under Shante Jovan Taylor or Shante Taylor or doesn't matter? Either one. I'm okay. like omnipresent tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so okay. easy to find, really, people. I, I really want, want you to keep it um, um, simple. I mean, you can find me under OptimineInstitute.com as well, but just do a simple search for me on any platform, Shantae Taylor, and I will pop up. Okay, great. Well, I, I'm going to post some of that on my um, website post about this show so I can give people a place to start. Okay. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I, I, um, I'm i excited because I've been reminded, you reminded me of some things to do to, to get back on track for the year. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And, the rabbit hole goes so much deeper. I didn't know you were in Austin either, <laughs> Dr. Mara. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm down the street from you. <laughs> so. Okay, we'll have to get together for coffee one day. Yes, that would be that would be great. Well, you have a you have a wonderful evening, and let's stay in touch. And I'd love to have you come back also. Yes, thank you, and thank you to the audience for listening. And I look forward to um, engaging with them on other platforms as well. Okay, great. All right. Have a All good right. night. Have a good You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And um, I'm excited about that our discussion with Shante Taylor because I think that um, being aware of our brain and using it, um, the you you know harnessing the power. Not you know I think we tend to just let our brain go wherever it wants to go and that will not bring us um, on the path that we want to be on. So using that and using imagery 
is a wonderful way to get back on the path, which is the topic that I've been talking about since last week, um, how to reset and create the life you want in 2023. Um, you know, the past few years have been really difficult for several reasons, and the biggest one being, I think, the global pandemic and all of the secondary issues related to that. Um, a lot of people feeling stuck and in a rut. And last week I talked about um, my step, what, what was listed as step number seven in my recent blog about getting back on the path of passion in 2023. Although, as I said, the seven steps that I mentioned in my blog are not in any order of importance. So, starting at number seven was just fine. And that one was to go back to the basics of taking care of our body through eating healthier food, getting better sleep, exercising, um, taking care of our relationships and taking care and to reconnect and creating new relationships and to taking care of our mind. Um, meditating, um, stopping the critical thoughts. And I think what Shante talks about fits into that category of taking care of our mind, understanding our brain, knowing how to use it and harness its power, and also noticing when we're using it in a negative way towards ourselves with negative self-talk. So changing some of our habits of thought, really important. Next week's guest, uh, Elaine uh, Nolt, who's been on the show several times before but hasn't been on since COVID hit, um, her her uh, focus is on wellness and both mind and body, but I think that her topic fits into that category of taking care of our body, our relationships, and our mind. Um but another, I'll get back to some of the other steps that I talked about in that blog, and that, and these really pretty much cover um, many of the topics that I've talked about before and I've written about before in the blogs, and putting them together in one place where we can come up with ideas to get back on track, to finding our passion, or even creating a new passion. So the first, the number one, which again is not necessarily a first step, but it is listed as number one, (laughs) is to ask yourself, what do I want to experience? What have I been putting off because I felt I should or ought to be doing? Um things that we secretly have dreamed about or have pushed aside and we even forgot about. Maybe this is a time for exploration um, to remember the things that we that we thought that we might want to do. Um, trying new activities. Even 
small things. They don't have to be big things. And I've brought this up before, that following our passion doesn't mean turning our life upside down and inside out and moving to a new place and quitting our job and starting something new. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does consist of that. But oftentimes it doesn't. It could be just deciding that, you know, hey, I've always wanted to take a class in painting, take a class in singing. Maybe I've always wanted to learn an instrument. I've always wanted to help animals. I've always wanted to volunteer to help the elderly. These are these are also passions that we can dust off and find ways to do them. Things that we've put aside that have taken a back seat to our to-do list and the things that we thought we needed to do. Um, giving these dreams that we've had, um, get, not giving them the time and the energy, the effort that they need to come alive in our lives. So here's an invitation, and that is to set aside some time, maybe set aside 10 minutes every day to imagine what it is you'd really like to experience in your life. And this kind of fits with what Shante was talking about. Um, think about what what you want to experience and, you know, adding that neuroscience piece of imagining what you want to experience, you visualizing it and feeling what it would feel like. Um, so setting some intentions about that, what you want your life to look like, and then taking the steps to to head toward those goals. What small steps can you take? If you're interested in learning to paint, maybe the step would be looking up classes in painting. And if you don't want to go in person for whatever reason, whether it's for health, safety or you don't have time or there's no place near you or you don't have transportation, whatever it is, there's so much now online, so many virtual opportunities, whether they're in um, in actual time where you're sitting in a Zoom class where the teacher is there in front of you at the same time that you're in the class or recordings or YouTube videos. But Investigating, doing some research would be a step. Um, is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you shelved it because you feared that you might fail or you've worried what other people might think of you? Um, maybe you tried it already and you ran into some obstacles. So, Remember that obstacles always appear when we're ready to make meaningful changes. In Buddhism, an obstacle is considered a challenge. Um, and when we meet that challenge, it's an opportunity. So we can use it to push us forward. And and this this brings us to number two, which is to explore. 
and that is to check out what's out there. Um, if you're not sure, if you have kind of like a an unclear picture, but you kind of know the types of things that light you up and make you feel joyful, then just look around in those areas. Check out what volunteer opportunities there are if you feel that you've always wanted to help people or if you always wanted to help animals. Um, there's a whole range of opportunities where you can do that, where you can be helpful to people um, and add meaning to your life in that way. Again, if you want to be more creative, then take a writing class or a painting class or or just start writing your thoughts on paper or draw or paint. Think about what gifts you have that can bring more light into this world and more light to yourself and just start exploring to use those gifts. So I'm going to stop there before we get to number three on the list. And I said that I would talk about caregiver issues. So I'm going to spend just a few minutes continuing this talk about caregiving in this time, this new normal where we have this ongoing pandemic that continues even when um, we thought we'd be coming to the end. We're not. Um, Cases of COVID are increasing. Uh, Nursing homes are in the Northeast have quarantines. I mentioned uh, last week I wrote a blog about my mom was in quarantine for the second time, a 10-day quarantine because somebody on her unit had tested positive, two people on her unit had tested positive. And what I brought up last week was how important it is, although it's really important to um, keep elderly people safe from um, in being infected from by this virus um, because we don't know what the outcome will be and we don't want this to keep going around be from, person, from person to person in, in a facility like a nursing home or assisted living. So sometimes quarantines are necessary, and I certainly was not saying last week that they weren't. But I think it's really important to balance um, the quarantine with also providing um, mental stimulation, stimulating the brain and emotions and creating connections even while someone is in quarantine in a nursing home because that is really important for mental health and physical health, and I brought that up last week. So the second part of this is what to do when you're feeling like there's thing that needs to be done with your loved one who is being taken care of by other people. They're living in a community like a nursing home, a long-term care facility, a nursing home, assisted living, independent living. And so what I did was I approached the staff and I didn't have much satisfaction with the first couple of people that I spoke with, but I did have 
somebody really hear me when I spoke with the infection control nurse who is in charge of creating the quarantines based on what the state guidelines are? Um, and she understood that we also needed to take into account this balance, mental health and cognitive health that all needs to be stimulated. You can't just have somebody in a room and just give them their meals and that's it. So she actually heard it and she brought it up to the director of nursing who agreed and they started coming up with ideas, but they felt like they just were not feeling creative. And I had an idea of um, using the in-house channel where they broadcast movies once a week on their television sets that people have in their rooms to use that to broadcast videos throughout the day for people who are stuck in their rooms for whatever reason, whether it's quarantine or they just don't feel well, they can't come out of the room and um, participate in activities. Concerts can be broadcast. Um, videos of travel, games, all kinds of interesting documentaries. And I suggested taking um, a survey of the residents of what they would like to um, watch. And she loved that. And she said that she would bring it to the um, recreation department the next day. So I don't know what happened with that. And I will be following up. I'm giving them time to figure it out. Meanwhile, my mom is out of quarantine, thankfully. Um, but I will be following up with that. And I would say, and I've spoken with several people who um, work in nursing homes and um, a dear colleague, um, Dr. Jean Devine, who is um, the head of several the head of a psychology program that goes into several nursing homes in the New York area. And she recommends to speak up, to not be afraid to approach the staff. A lot of people are fearful that it'll cause a problem for their loved one, but to do it politely. So the old adage, you can catch more bees with honey than with vinegar really applies. Being persistent but being polite and so even if people staff don't like hearing um, the requests and they don't want to hear it over and over again um, they can't accuse you of being uh, nasty if you've been polite so be polite and the next project that I am taking on is restarting a virtual, fam well, a family council, except this time virtually at my mom's place. So I will keep you apprised of that, and I'll speak more about what that entails, because a family council can be a really great um, tool for bringing up these issues and having a little bit more power than one person. But the intention, as I've been told, makes a difference that it's very resident-focused, that it's um, the whole goal is to um, create an environment that is healthy for residents and your loved one in the community. So I will be speaking more about that as I progress along that project. 
And now we're going to go back to Mexico where we'll be joined by Minerva and Ruben. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paper. Hola, how's it going? So what magical place are you taking us to today? Um, Chetumal. Chetumal, which means place of the redwood, is the capital of the state of Quintana Roo, with a population of around 170,000 people. Chetumal is located near the mouth of the Rio Hondo and Axe, and the main trading point for the country of Belize. It also has the Chetumal International Airport. There are many things to do with a zoo for children, a museum of fine arts, as well as one of the Mayan history. There are also several hotels starting at $24 and up like Hotel Coco, Fiesta in Chetumar, and Hotel Hacienda Campeche, to name a few. Eating is my speciality. The top 10 places are great, but I will only name a few like Taco Loco, Alina, Forasteros, and Precious Pizza. There are also many hotels that have great restaurants, being next to the ocean, you can see the most of the seafood restaurants will be great. So this is Chetumal, and you should come to see the history and enjoy the different adventures you can make for yourself in the state of Quintana Roo. Beautiful. I can't wait until the next time we get together. Stay safe until next time. Adios. Until next time. Adios. All right. Next time I'm going to introduce them as Ruben, Minerva, and the Rooster. <laughs> okay. So we've come to the end of another program. And before we go, let me let you know what's happening next week. Sunday, January 22nd, we'll be joined by wellness coach Elaine Nolte. And she'll be talking about resetting for 2023. And again, Elaine was last on the show before the pandemic, so it'll be a very interesting discussion with so much happening in between and so much that we need to reset in our lives with regard to our health and our wellness. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this program, get the website links that we talked about on the show, um, go to my website, and the podcast will be posted later tonight, drmaricarpel.com. And you can also hear the program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can also hear it in five minutes on Apple Podcasts. For upcoming programs and upcoming events, Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. 
This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by amightygoodtime.com. Thank you to my guests, Shante Jovan Taylor, Ruben and Minerva in Bay of Bandadas, Mexico, and thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have inspiring have an inspiring week, a peaceful night, and remember Youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Comes a time when you're all alone. Comes a time, gotta write that song. May not make any sense at all, but it's up to you to keep a smile on your face. Now I've been young mostly every day, just like you, don't you ever change. Cause this world's getting pretty old, and it's up to you to keep a smile on your face. Butterflies down, butterflies down. Butterflies out. Now don't forget who wrote this song. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any information on this program. 